Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Relatable Voice podcast. Today, the RV is headed to Boston to speak with Lauren DiTullio. Lauren <laughs> is a writing coach and author. Her debut fiction novel, When a Soul Walks, is out now. So, Lauren, welcome to the RV. Thank you. I'm so excited for this trip. This is my first time in Boston. So is that cold now? It's cold. I've been taking walks every day, but it's getting chilly. <laughs> How is that during winter time? Yeah, so the snow banks on the side of the road have gotten as tall as me before. So lots of snow, you know, always clearing off the car when we get outside. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's very chilly for a couple months here. So you got to bundle up. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a beach girl from Rio. So I already liked that you said anytime you are on a beach, you help clean up the trash from the shore. And I do the same thing anytime I can. So yes. Lauren, what made you to start doing that? Yeah, so... Honestly, I've always loved the environment. It's just something that has been super important to me throughout my entire life. Um, and we are so much a part of the environment. I think we sort of lost touch with how in tune we can be if we really start paying attention to what's around us. So I was just noticing like all of the trash as I would, you know, take beach trips or go to, you know, Block Island or different islands throughout, um, you know, where I live. And I was like, I got to do something about this. So I bought one of those little things that you can pick up trash with because sometimes it's sharp, you know, you don't, you want to be safe. So I would get groups of friends together and we would go clean up trash and it would honestly be so fun. You know, you, you get to go to the beach, enjoy the sun and, you know, help some animals because it ends up in their bodies. You know, you don't want them eating those things. So it just, it's something that really makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I'm doing my part. Um, so that's why I sort of started. I just noticed there was a lot of trash and I was like, that's not right. Yeah, I do the same thing anytime I can. And it would be wonderful if everybody could keep the beach clean, not only the beaches, but also the world we live. Yes, it affects all of us. Like all the different ecosystems affect one another. So that trash is going to end up affecting us, you know, the same way it affects the animals that live outside. And it's so sad, like we're, we're protected in our home, sure. But if we really start looking around us, it's like the earth is our home. Like, yes, we have shelter, but we go outside all the time. So it really makes a difference. Just picking up trash. That's my advice. Just get a glove and grab some things, throw them in the trash, recycle. It really does so much. And if we all do it, I mean, that would be incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you, uh, Lauren, you graduated from college in May 2022. Yes. Congratulations. Ooh, I'm so happy. It's over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
School was so fun. It was just a very pandemic college, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, you didn't have a typical college experience due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a very unique situation. And I mean, I got I still learned so much and met so many incredible people. But it's just when you're talking virtually, like during class, you know, you don't feel as connected. And I was a dance minor. I was doing dance on Zoom. <laughs> It was a mess. <laughs> it would lag and I would miss a whole eight count. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's not a typical experience. So mm -hmm. I personally can't imagine. But I know other people out there can maybe relate to these who have also had the college experience affected by the pandemic. So were you at least able to attend the graduation ceremony or a graduation party to celebrate? Yes, I was. And I'm so grateful because the year before they weren't able to, um, but they finally brought it back. So I was able to walk across the stage and wave to my family. And it was it was really important. I think it's such a beautiful thing to be able to close a chapter of your life. And when you really get to do that in a physical way, like walking across the stage and moving that tassel over, it it makes a difference. So I'm so grateful I was able to have um, a graduation and a party afterwards with my family. Yeah, I'm happy for you. After four years or five years, I don't know how long you studied, is is more yeah. than fair. Yeah, yeah. I know four years, it's just like, You work so hard and I took school so seriously that it was so nice to just take a breath and be like, we're done, you know, at least for now. I don't know if I'll get that master's, but for now we're taking a break. Mm -hmm. And Lauren, you published a book and I'm curious to know, how did you get into writing? Yeah, so my writing journey actually started when I was in fourth grade. So I was uh, young for sure, but It started around the time my um, grandfather, uh, he had cancer for my entire life and it was getting really bad. So I started writing him poems to try to make him feel better. And I'd have nurses like post them up on the wall for him. And I just saw how that affected him. And I was like, wow, like maybe I can use writing to help others the way that I've helped my grandpa. And that's sort of been a goal that's been driving me since I was in fourth grade. Um, and I'm still chasing after that dream right now. I, I one day hope to really like use my writing to help others, not only move them, but give them a voice and give them a space to express themselves and teach them how to do what I do to sort of cope with the difficult things that I deal with in my life. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and your debut fiction novel is called When a Soul Walks. So can you quickly tell us what the book is about? Sure, yeah. So the book is about a neurosurgeon named Edward Long, and he actually develops a brain tumor and then succumbs to his illness. So he passes away. But it's sort of the story of how his life almost started after it ended in a way that Life, it doesn't only exist on earth, it can exist somewhere else as well. And I think that was something I really wanted to talk about in my book. I think it's super important to have hope. And I wanted to sort of use my book to give others hope. And the reason why I wrote it, it was stemmed from a worry that I had that my grandfather wouldn't be able to watch me grow up. And 
Edward, the neurosurgeon, has a daughter, and he's essentially able to watch her grow up and communicate with her through signs in the universe and in nature, you know, like a feather dropping on her windowsill or like a nice warm breeze on a cold day, like small things and instances in the universe where, you know, we shouldn't think like, oh, it's just a coincidence. Like, no, it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's really a message from a loved one. Um that's a big thing I say too throughout my book is nothing is a coincidence. I really truly believe that. It reminded me of my daughter's grandfather. He he died because of COVID last year. And when you were talking about your grandfather, it reminded me about him. And I'm sure he is alive. I don't know where, but I feel that one day I'll meet him again. And it's so important to know, like, energy doesn't die, you know, like, we have so much energy inside of us, and it has to go somewhere. So it's so, you know, it's so easy to think, well, death is such a permanent thing. But I really I have so much hope that it's not the end. I don't think it it can be because, you know, I talk about how painful it is existing now, you know, I don't think this is where we're meant to be forever. I think, something we end up somewhere safe you know somewhere where we can really be our true selves and and love one another and and there's no pain you know so I have so much hope that that exists somewhere how can you be so let's say spiritual it was because of your grandfather yeah I mean I felt such an emotional connection to him and even though I only knew him for 11 years I feel like he had such a huge impact on my life and Something very special to know about him is he always was really connected to animals, like animals loved him. And I sort of have that same like gift almost. I I have this very deep connection with animals. Like there's something I can just I can sense things. I don't I don't know how to further explain it, but you know, I know I know how like my sister's dog, for example, I know how he's feeling. I know when he needs something and he's just staring at me. I'm like, he needs water or, or he needs something, you know? And I had an experience when I was really little where I actually saved a kitten. No one could get this cat out of these rocks across the street from my house. And I just sat down and I started, I was really little. I started meowing and the cat started walking towards me and it, it came out and they were able to save it. Um, and ever since then, I've just always felt so connected to nature, animals, and just my environment. And I don't know if it's empathy or if it's something deeper, but I really do have these serious like feelings about the things around me and the well-being of the world and, and people. And it's a, it's really a, a special thing, but it also, it's like you're carrying such a heavy weight because I feel like... I, I really feel other people's pain, you know, and, and sometimes that gets really hard. Um, even on like the news, sometimes I can't, I can't handle it because my heart just hurts that I can't do anything, you know. Lauren, your book talks about previous lives and where people go once they pass. This could be quite reassuring for a lot of people who struggle with grief. So what do you believe happens after we die? Yes. So I, my book, it goes on an interesting journey, but I ultimately believe that us and our loved ones do end up somewhere else. And like I sort of mentioned, like where we're living right now is a very, it can be a very painful space. You know, we feel a lot of emotions here and a lot of there's a lot of sadness and a lot of negativity, but I feel like one day 
we are all going to end up among one another healed, healthy, and at peace. That is the ultimate goal is just to be at peace and, you know, to love one another and to remove judgments. Like I feel like there must be a space that exists where we can all just truly be ourselves and be our healed selves. You know, we don't have to pretend to be something that we're not to please the people around us. And I just truly believe that, for example, like my grandfather ended up somewhere where he no longer has cancer, where he can do all of the things he loves and watch over the people and protect us here. I feel like there has to be a space where we can truly be at peace with the people that we love. I have the same belief that you. Because I feel like I, and I say this, it might be a little controversial, but I do sometimes wonder if where we are existing now is a version of hell that is described. You know, I think there is too much pain for this to be some sort of paradise, you know? Mm -hmm. But I feel like we must go through it to reach where we're meant to be and to reach this space where we can be healed from all of the things that we learned. I think pain often teaches us a lot and it makes us empathetic and it gives us feelings. And for those of us who, you know, want to help others, I really do believe that we are going to achieve that and, I just hope even when we do end up somewhere else, I hope we can still be doing things for people here. Like I hope like we are assigned roles where we can protect the people who are suffering. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's really hard to not think of this space as hell sometimes, <laughs> which sounds very dark, but you know, there's always light. Like we'll always find the light eventually. Yeah. It really is the eternal question. I first experienced a loss when I was seven years old, losing my godfather. And I'd like to believe we have more than just this one life. Lauren, you also coach writers and have also mentioned how you would like to use your writing to help others. You've had this goal for a long time. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So this goal, like being the driving force in, in my life and career, I really ultimately want to one day be able to have, you know, whether it's a nonprofit or just a space where people can come and be safe and feel like they can express themselves through dance and through art and through writing. Um, you know, I've reached out to different shelters and asked if I could come in and do, you know, volunteer writing circles where I can teach people who are struggling how to express their emotions with words. I think sometimes it's so hard to verbalize what we're going through and what we're experiencing, especially for people who are in, whether it's, you know, domestic violence shelters or shelters for people experiencing homelessness. Um, it's really hard to communicate. And I think writing has always helped me communicate. And I want to share that with others. And share, you know, just my knowledge on what I was able to do with writing, because I think you can create something extremely beautiful from complete wreckage, you know, so I just, I would just love to have a space where I can take people in and, and just heal with them and, and create art, you know, that's, that's my dream. If I could do that every day, I would, <laughs> I really would. You are so lovely. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. so happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, me too.
Would you like to leave a message to our listeners today? Yes. So my message for listeners today is to please take care of yourself. I think during this time of year, it gets really busy and we forget to take care of our mental and physical health. So even if it's something as simple as going outside and getting some air or taking a walk or doing one thing a day that you love, you know, I think that's a very powerful thing. And you should be proud of yourself for taking care of yourself because it really is hard sometimes. So yeah, take care of yourselves. Show yourself some self-love, you know? <laughs> And are you currently working on anything that you would like to share with us? Yeah, so I've actually started writing my second novel, which is really exciting. And I also uh, I have a blog on my website called Write and Release, where I basically, you know, write about how I'm feeling and sort of let it go. And I give advice because I think I'm the therapist of my friend group. <laughs> so I very much um, give advice on there for writers and for anyone who's maybe going through it, you know. So, yeah, and I also have a podcast that I'm trying to get in the works. So that's coming out, too. So if you check it out on my website, which is laurenatulio.com, that's where all the stuff is. Wonderful. And, Lauren, where can we find you online? Tell us your website, Instagram, because I've been seeing your videos on Instagram. I love them all. So Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's lore.detulio. And then my website is laurendetulio.com. And then you can also find me on Goodreads um, where we can chat about books and all that fun stuff. But yeah, those are the best places to reach me. And I would love to connect with anyone. So always feel free to reach out. My DMs and messages are always open. Great. And Lauren, also, I want to tell our listeners that you'll be featured on the Relatable Voice magazine in January. Yes, I'm so honored and excited to share that with everyone. I'm looking forward to reading your article. Come back when you have your podcast so we can talk about it here as well. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much for coming to Boston. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. Likewise, I love to talk with you, Lauren. It's kind of chilly for my standards, but I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you. I appreciate you bundling up for me. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please, Rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.